Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. Happy Black History Month! Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> it's Black History Month, y'all, but you know we keep it blackity black around here all year long, but it is really nice to have a specific month especially special for us Black folks. I hope you do something amazing this month to celebrate just how awesome we are. Now, today's episode is no different in celebrating blackness because I have the entrepreneur, Christina Wilson, here with us today. She is going to be talking to us about her healing journey, a beautiful, beautiful journey that is. Now, I want to go ahead and say trigger warning because we do briefly discuss sexual assault. And I want to make sure you're in a safe space before you listen to this. Christina really taught me some things about life. She let me know that it's okay. Even if you don't start off with the best things, you can make something good out of what you got. And that's a lesson that we constantly need to be reminded of. Now, if you, like Christina, have experienced some trauma that you haven't really shared about on a bigger scale, I want to invite you to go to therapyforblackgirls.com, type in your zip code, and find a therapist in your area so that you can start your own healing journey. I'm here for you now, but I'm not your therapist. (laughs) Now, y'all, let's get into this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next one. Christina is going to talk to us about some good stuff, y'all. So, hey, Christina, what's going on? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I am doing good. Living this life, you know. <laughs> yes, I know you're in Pennsylvania and it's cold up there. It, it's freezing. I got stuck in the snow the other day. <gasps> what? It was my first time driving in the snow. And I don't recommend it for anybody that's not used to it. It it wasn't fun. I got stuck behind my house. What? So avalanche. you didn't even go nowhere. Wow. Mm-mm. Wow. Yep. I stayed at home. I got stuck in the alleyway. I called my manager at work. Was like, listen, I can't do this. I'm freaking out. My car keeps sliding backwards, and I'm trying to put make it go forward. I don't know what I don't know what to do. So I literally <laughs> took me like an hour to get my car back into the parking spot. Like, so I could be out of the middle of the road. And I was like, yep, I'm good on this. <laughs> so wow. next time it's snowing, somebody gonna take me to work. <laughs> Listen, nobody told your Florida tale to go up there to Pennsylvania, okay? I know. <laughs> and I don't know why I did this. I asked myself this every day but I <laughs> feel better like mentally like I'm not sure. around so much chaos mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes you do have to leave home to find your way like find mm-hmm. yourself find yourself like find the person you are without like your family around somebody always like there for you to call and just lean on and depend on mm-hmm. so it's like I had to feel I had to find Christina I had to Oh, finding Christina. So I love that. That's actually what we're going to be talking about today is your journey to you 
and how you've given yourself grace along the way. So a little bit of background for the folks, me and Christina actually went to school together, high school. And I haven't really seen you since, I would say the first time I really got back in contact with you was late last year. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I haven't really been, you know, in the know of everything that's been going on in your life, but watching you from a distance has been a joy. I've been able to kind of see your growth um, through a, you know, a peripheral lens. Right. (laughs) And it's been amazing to witness. You have businesses going, you're doing things for yourself, you moved out of Tampa. And so I want us to kind of get a glimpse into your life and your journey to your now. So why don't you start by telling the folks, you know, anything that they think that you think they should know, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. I think, <clears throat> so I own my own hair company, make wigs, mm-hmm. what I have on now. Yes. Um, beautiful. A wig made by me, Alicia's hair studio. Um, and my name is Christina. I get this question a lot. Why did I name my business Alicia's hair studio? And it's in memory of my mom. Mm-hmm. which she passed in 2011. So it's 11 years this year. Um, oh. Anniversary actually just passed recently on the 6th of January. So there's that. Um, but it, my mom, she had cancer. So back then I didn't know how to make wigs and I didn't know um, all the things that I know now about the beauty industry. So she was always wearing those cheap synthetic wigs and I hated those. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she passed, like, I've, I've always done hair. Everybody, all the women in my family, they do hair. Um, so when she passed, I was like, you know, I really want to get into my real passion of what I want to do. And that's be in the beauty industry. I have a whole degree for medical and I don't use it because I <laughs> did that because my parents told me to. And mm-hmm. a lot of people go through that. They go to this field that they think is going to make them money because that's what society and your parents say. And it's not really what you want to do. So I always, I've be saying, been saying lately, I done wasted $50,000 for nothing because I don't mm. use that degree. Um, and I make more money without it. Like, it's crazy the way that you can make money now, like, without even having the educational background, which was so, you know, everybody made such a big deal about. Um, and, but I wish we would have learned a little bit more about like trade and things mm-hmm. like that. Cause I would have been in Cosmo. Like I originally got <laughs> accepted for at tech. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That journey to trying to figure out what life is supposed to look like for you or what your purpose is. That is a uh, sometimes chaotic journey and it'll lead you to doing stuff. You ain't got no business doing, but you don't know it. Right. Right. And so your journey to Christina, first, tell us about your childhood a little bit and some of the things that you have like fought through and, and, you know, uh, grew through, I'd rather say, because Mm -hmm. if we know anything about Black women, if we know anything about sisterhood in general, we know that it is a journey to get to self-love, to self-appreciation. And so what, how did that journey start for you? So, um, as a child, as a young girl, um, I was, I experienced a lot of things that a lot of black women, young black girls go through. I was molested from the age of 
nine till I was um, 13. 13, oh. yeah. And it was within a household. Like, it was something that I I never even told my mom about it. Like, but I, I always felt like she knew what was going on because she ended up kicking my brother out. Like, one of my oldest brothers because that's the one who did it. She kicked him mm-hmm. out when he was, like, 16. And that's when it stopped. But I feel like she knew what was going on. Um, and uh, it closed me off as a person. Like, I was a very shy per- shy girl growing up. Like, I didn't want to. I was scared of men for a long time. I didn't know how to love myself. I always thought mm-hmm. that. Because um, I also had other issues going on like with my dad I had daddy issues like he used to tell me that I was too fat like I was too ugly like I was Mm. I wasn't what society would want a girl to look like and my dad used to tell me that you need to change your ways you need to do this you need to do that so he was always like forcing forcing me to exercise like and I grew up hating to exercise not wanting to be healthy because it was something that was pushed down my throat like as a child I'm 12 years 12 years old I don't want to be out here trying to work out like what I'm trying to go to right. school I'm trying to <laughs> live my life I'm trying to play with Barbies like what <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy so it's like um that closed me off to a lot of real things that I should should have been learning as a young woman to grow up um, and be an actual woman. Like, I was so focused on um, trying to change, like, the actual person I was at a young age, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that I don't know who, who I am. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I didn't know who I was. And I'm trying to change something that I don't know. And it's all because of an image that my dad put up or this image that I put on myself because of what was happening to me. So um, I grew up like that. I grew up shy, closed off. I would put, keep a smile on my face though at school. Like when I got to high school, everybody knew me as a sm- person that always was laughing, always smiled. Mm-hmm. Like I was playful, like, but behind that smile, it was a hurting little girl. Like mm-hmm. she didn't know, she didn't know what her inner, inner beauty was. She didn't know what, it meant to be a little girl like like even like recently now I was like I have such a mas- masculine um identity to myself because I feel like I'm trying to play both roles mm-hmm. and it's like I'm trying to be the man my daddy was supposed to be because I he didn't show me a lot of stuff that m- your dad is supposed to show you as a little girl mm-hmm. um I'm trying to be what my mom left because she died when I was 19 mm-hmm. so it's like a lot of stuff that I was supposed to learn like in in my 20s that you're supposed to learn from your mom I didn't get a chance so I'm out here trying to teach myself all of this and by the time I was 25 it was a mess I was a mess <laughs> mm-hmm. so but then I started realizing that I was a mess because um, I had to grow from childhood traumas that I never discussed. I never told anybody what, what went on with me and my brother. I never told anybody what went on with me and my dad. Like, I never expressed how I felt about how it made me feel. So yeah. I just hold, held all those emotions in, and it became like a neg- negative over time. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't try to have friends. I, w- I didn't know how to make friends. Um, I have friends I have now from high school 
Like yeah. outside of that, I don't know how to make new friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that about myself like now. And I'm grateful for the friends that I do have and they love me and watch me grow and watch me evolve from the person that I was to the person I am now. And they help me a lot. And it's like, I see their relationship with their parents. And it's like, mm-hmm. dang, I wish I would have had that. But, um, you know, you can't really dwell on what you didn't have. Just try to build from what you know you can um, yeah. build for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah. But I, what I really want to say is um, that thank you so much for sharing that. Because that is not something easy to share. That is not something easy to go through. Being taken advantage of by your own brother, your blood brother, and having to kind of, you know, deal with that for years without anybody really knowing. That is a lot, Christina. It is. And it's still like... Mm-hmm. weird to say it now because like I know other people gonna see this <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like dang it's a lot of people in our family now that does not know mm. so it will be like a coming out moment they don't mm. know a lot of stuff I've been I still keep a lot of stuff following still why why do you think it was important for you to share that now today with with, with the audience that you know doesn't know you at all because I've been um holding off telling my story for so long I can't be scared of the outcome I can't be scared of what somebody may think of me I can't be scared of the truth because Mm -hmm. it is the truth it's my it's my own story I was always afraid of what people think of like my family what people think of me what people think of anything like anything negative I didn't want to happen so it's like I always was like I'm not gonna tell my story I'm not gonna tell people what I've been through why <laughs> like why would I do that but there's so many people out there that have been through the same things that I've been through and I'm I've heard it over the years like I've and it's like I'll hear somebody telling their stories like dang I went through that same shit I went through mm-hmm. the same things mm-hmm. and I don't have the courage to sit here and be like this is what I've been through this is what I'm healing from this is what I need healing from um, so I'm trying to step into that woman now. So that's why I'm trying to get out there and do things like this, tell my story and um, put it back into my business, put it back into mm-hmm. my everyday lifestyle that I am because it's a work in progress. Okay? Yeah. The healing process is a work in progress. So I feel like I'm ready for that now. I'm mm. stepping into that light now. Come on. I think it's amazing when I get to hear women talk about this part of their journey, because you're right. So many people have experienced something very similar to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can be empowering to talk about your own story, but also freeing because you're not holding that part of yourself. You're not hiding that part of yourself anymore. Right. I think that there's a lot of like, uh, bondage or hindrance when you keep that part to yourself because I don't want anybody else to know. I don't want right. no one to know that this was a part of my story because they might look at me different. They might judge me. They might think something's wrong with me. You right. Know? And so I just want to say again, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for so, listening. Yes. Something else that you said that stood out to me 
was when you said how you carried that hurt, even in high school, even though you were, you know, on the outside, very bubbly, friendly, open, but on the inside, you were hurting. And I know for one, I can identify with that feeling of feeling hurt, but trying to be, you know, the the life of the party, trying to make other people laugh to keep myself from crying. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? Talk about how that flipped for you and how you were able to grow from that. Um, I think what it was like for me was, um, exhausting. Mm, Yeah. It was exhausting. It was like living two lives. Mm -hmm. It was like at home when you were in your confinement by yourself, that's when you could like think about all the trauma, all the things that you've been holding in all day. But as soon as you walk out that bedroom door you gotta put a mm-hmm. smile on your face because even in your household you don't want it to seem like oh something's wrong with me because your parents know your siblings know like people know if something's wrong with you they can still feel that energy so it's very it was very exhausting trying to hide all those feelings like hold all of that in and be the strong person that I am and mm-hmm. it did make me into um a strong woman because I feel now it's it's a bad thing, but it's hard for me to cry. Like mm. it's hard for me to express a lot of emotions. Um, a lot of things that I've been through made me kind of sort of emotionless. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I hear people say things like, Oh, sometimes women can be too strong, I feel that because I feel like now I'm too strong. Like I'm too emotionless, I'm too detached, I'm too like it. I done been through too much and I held it in so so long. It's like now, okay, you don't even know how to release this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know how to express how you feel. So um I started to realize that around like 28. Like I was I didn't cry when my um granddaddy died. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry at all when it happened. And I was actually, I love my granddaddy, but it was that moment that I realized, like, okay, Christina, something is, like, holding your emotions together. Like, something is, and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, what is holding you back from, like, expressing, like, your, your actual feelings, your, yourself? So, it's still a work in progress. It is still a work in progress right now. But I have had a realization, like, hey, you've been harboring these feelings for so long. You need to learn how to express the feelings that you are enduring every day yeah. instead of just holding them in together. So that's something that um, with holding it in and hiding that for so long, it became a negative when I got older because it's like, you don't know how to, you don't know how to be soft. You don't know how to be, you don't mm-hmm. know how to be, show your emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you should be able to do, especially as a woman. Like, you don't want to be too masculine all the time because then that's too independent. As they say. <laughs> yes. As the people say. As they say, chill. But yes, I think that you, you're spot on by saying that because of the things that you've experienced, it kind of stopped you from being able to tap into that emotion. Right. It was a form of survival, right? It was a form right. of uh, protection. Because the things that you were experiencing, you know, nobody don't want to feel that. Nobody wants to tap into that. Nobody wants to sit in those things. Right. 
but that's exactly how you heal from it sometimes you got to sit in it you know therapy of course is always a great thing but if therapy is not an option for you and for anyone else who's listening if therapy is not the best thing for you to do right now because it's expensive you know insurance whatever one thing that I tell my clients to do when you're trying to tap back into self is to get a feelings wheel and you can like literally google feeling circle and it'll come up and it has like a, it's like a it's they use it for kids a lot it's like this um colorful circle that has a ton of feelings on it and it starts small like it'll have feelings like angry sad mad happy and then Mm -hmm. it expounds out again and it gives like a little bit more detail about those feelings and then it expounds out again and it gives even more specific uh words or details about the feelings so you can actually choose what you feel Mm -hmm. and then once you have identified what that feeling is and you journal about it and so I have clients who um I have them they have a feelings will and I say keep it on your phone that way when you start feeling these emotions you look on your feelings will say oh I feel mad why and go out you know oh because I feel abandoned because I feel isolated because whatever and journal it and start tapping in and as you acknowledge or honor that emotion it becomes easier to feel it because like oh I know what this is let me not dismiss it let me go into it let me you know let me figure out why I feel this way girl that thing have you out here snot nose looking crazy okay (laughs) tap it back into that emotion but it's a good place for you to start for anybody anybody yeah let me give me a feeling to will Get your feelings well, girl. I'll yeah, send you one I'll well. be using. <laughs> yes, because that's one of the things that I really want to work on, like, my 30s. Like, I'm really trying mm-hmm. to hone in on who Christina is, like, yes. who I am as a woman. Who who do I want to be? Like, what do I want out of life? Mm-hmm. I know what I want as far as business. I know that. But there's also stuff that's holding me back from that because I'm not fully content where I am, like mentally within myself. Like mm-hmm. I've been trying to get my business to where I want it to be. Like I've been doing this for like the past four or five years. And it's like I've made money. I made my little did what I was supposed to do. But I also haven't been as consistent as I'm supposed to be. I haven't mm-hmm. been as confident in my vision as i'm supposed to be and it's like what i'm trying to fit still trying to figure out what is holding me back from that and then a lot of a lot of it is a lot of trauma that i didn't deal with mm-hmm. and it's like because i still push those emotions to the back and it's like some days i'm just sitting in my room and i realize three hours have passed by and i'm just staring at staring at the wall like mm-hmm. girl what are you doing what are you doing so it's like some things like things like that like I still have my little moments um and I'm still trying to work past those I still have a lot of healing too absolutely definitely do I think that the first step is acknowledging that there's more work to be done right Mm -hmm. now that you have that down the next step of course is to maybe find a therapist, right? That can be able to help you kind of break down some of those harder things that you might not be able to work on on your own. Right. I think I hear a lot of women talk about how, you know, they know that something needs to be done, but they don't necessarily know how to do it. 
So while we're talking, might as well just tell you guys that, uh, or you ladies, um, that you can go on therapyforblackgirls.com, type in your zip code, and you can find therapists in your area. And you can even make the search more specific by showing um, what sort of insurance you have, or if you're looking for in-person or virtual, and you know specific things that you want to talk about. That's a way for you to find a therapist in your area. So. You yes. know, me and, me and Christina have been working on that. We're trying to find somebody up in Pennsylvania. If you are yeah. listening and you do live in Pennsylvania, because I do got some listeners there, yeah. uh, hit, hit your girl up so we can get Christina a therapist, okay? <laughs> Let me know. We trying to get this healing process started. Yes. And I am very open to therapy. I wasn't. I, I'm not going to lie. I was not open to it couple of years ago mm-hmm. i was like no i'm not gonna go sit and talk to nobody what no <laughs> not gonna do that <laughs> but now i'm growing as a person and mm-hmm. i know that that is something that i really need to do because a lot of stuff that i went through i should not have been going through like mm-hmm. i shouldn't i shouldn't have grew up as fast as i did um so it's like I really need to figure out a lot of internal stuff that's going on that a lot of things is like you don't even know where to start mm-hmm. like you don't know where to start and that's um like I I know kind of sort of know where my trigger areas are but it's like it's stuff that I buried deep into my subconscious that I don't even know how to get there get to it yeah. Yes, I think that therapy would be great for you because in therapy, you don't have to know where to start. You just got to know that you're tired of, do, of doing what you've been doing and that's not working mm-hmm. anymore. You want to do something different. Right. That's it. Right. So we're going to keep looking for that for you in Pennsylvania and we're going to see what happens. But I am proud that you've even come to this point to say, I know that I need to do something different because this ain't it. So when you talk about, uh, you know, one of my taglines is giving, giving myself grace. Give yourself some grace, right? And yes. so I want you to talk about areas of your life because you have gone through, it seems like you've lived a thousand lifetimes, right? And the things that you've gone through and grew through. So if you think that grace, uh, if, if, you, if you could identify areas in your life where you had to give grace and maybe where you continue to give grace, where would those areas be? Um, I, I would say I give myself grace um, or I see myself giving myself grace um, of, of a lot of small accomplishments that I'm mm-hmm. making. Um, it's the little things. It's the little it things. Is. It is. is always the little things. Like I just recently paid off my car. Come on! A big accomplishment for me. Listen, I have been, (laughs) um, I feel like I have been in a chokehold with a car note (laughs) since I was like 20. And my first car I had, it was, um, I don't know what I was going through. I don't know what I had going on, but that car got repoed. You know, like, it is what it is. It happens. 
Um, it was it was a long situation because that's when I started dating, and I was dating this one dude. He had my car hot gear, mm. hot, hot like boy took me through the ringer. Like the police pulled up on me at Walmart looking for him. How y'all know I'm at Walmart? Is what I'm oh, trying to no. figure out. Um, they pulled up on me. They had pictures of him and his baby mama in my car. I was like, <laughs> in my car. <laughs> what is going on while I'm at work? <laughs> this man is right around with his baby mama. This is why I don't <laughs> date people with kids. Exactly why I don't date people with kids. Um, but girl, he had my car red flag with the police, ran up a toll, thousand dollars on the in my car and I'm just like what's going on so I ended up letting that car go I stopped paying on it I did not want it no more mm-hmm. um, so when I got me a new car I was like I'm going to pay this car off within three years I did it in four <laughs> okay that's still good that's still good I still did it I did. I paid it off in four years and I am free from that My I own my car that was a big Thing for me because I feel like that was what was one of the biggest things that was preventing me from advancing in my business because yeah a lot of people say get business loans do this fix your credit and all that stuff like that listen we've tried that <laughs> they're not offering anything to me <laughs> so I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or what but I was like this is the year I'm going to invest in myself I'm going to take these classes, do what I need to do, and figure out what I'm doing wrong, why I'm not getting the funding that I need. Yes. Um, so it's like I'm giving myself little graces like that because I paid off like a lot of stuff that I, ha- I was in debt with. Um, and I was like, my 20s, was a, it, was a, it was a ride on the financial side. <laughs> it was a ride. I got some debt that I had to take care of. Which I did. I paid it off my first year living up here. That's what I said. One thing I wanted to do was pay off a lot of debt. And I mm-hmm. did. So now I can focus on my business, buying hair, investing in myself, and, you know, be out here trying to be in these heads. Yes. Girl, yes. That is a, first of all, paying off your car is a huge accomplishment at any time. It's folks out here that got seven year car pay uh, or seven year car loans, child. Yeah. So four years is fantastic. I love the idea of giving yourself grace for your financial blunders of our 20s because, you know, girl, we didn't know what we was doing in our 20s. So it's, it's cool. I love yeah. that for you. And I wish that more people, gave themselves a grace for things that they did not know you cannot expect to know everything that you know as a 30 year old grown woman as you did at 21 I know I didn't exactly I did not know a lot of stuff that I know now about Mm -hmm. life about money about men about everything 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 so you know it's a grow it's a it's a process it's a growing process and I like I like where I'm at now though I love the woman I am now I'm starting to love myself a lot oh you know we love to hear that I am a advocate a participant of self-love 
So I love to hear other women say how they're choosing to love themselves because you have to do that first before anybody else can even think about loving you. You have to know what sort of love you need. And the only way you can figure that out is by loving yourself and giving yourself that attention, that grace, and that care. So kudos to you, Christina, for doing that. Yes. Thank you. I definitely want to make sure that I ask you how you can be or what things you could tell someone else that might be going through something similar to what you've gone through. What are some encouraging words you can give to them today? Um, I would say be patient with yourself. Mm. Patience is a virtue. Patient is patience is everything. Um, frustration is gonna come along with it, but don't get too frustrated with yourself. Um, realization is key as well. You actually have to realize the trauma that you went through, accept the trauma that you went through, and um, figure out a way to work through it, mm-hmm. and um, know that it's not your fault. That's something I had to tell myself alone for a lot. That is not my fault, things that I went through. Um, you can't hold what somebody else did. You can't hold that against yourself. You can't hold that against others. You can't hold that against your own life. Like, you cannot do that because that's where the damage starts. That's where you start to go on a downward spiral because you are trying to point blame at something that's not even your fault. So um, that's something I had to learn for myself, um, especially with um, my childhood trauma and the molestation and um, sexual assault, like all of that is not my fault. It's not, it's not, if you are listening and you have been through that, it's not your fault. It's not because you're a woman. It's not because you have these body parts. It's not because you're just sitting there. It's not, it's not your fault. And um, that's something that I, I always thought was because I was a girl. It was my fault because I was a girl. And I have the means and the I have the body for somebody to take advantage of. Like, literally, I thought that was my fault. And it's not something that you have to point and blame yourself because then you start to not love your body. You not start. You start to not love the person that you are actually are growing into because you feel like you're a problem. And that's something that I had to work through. You are not a problem. It's not... It's not... It's... It's just not your fault. I think that was beautiful in saying that it's not your fault. That almost made me cry. Y'all know I'd be crying, but that you almost got that one. So powerful. And that's something that you had to learn for yourself. And it just makes me, uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Never mind. I'm proud of you, girl. And I'm happy that you're getting to this space. Like, this is awesome for you. I love it for you so much. And I'm not going to cry. Okay. Don't cry, Kara. So, <laughs> Do not cry. <laughs> well, I want you, while I get myself together, why don't you tell the people 
where they can find you, where they can get your wigs, and what they have to look forward to seeing from you. Yes. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Alicia's Hair Studio. Um, it's A L E S S I A S Hair Studio. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My website is the same www.aliciashairstudio.com. You can find out everything about me. There's a little about me on there. Tells you a little bit about my story, where the inspiration of my business came from. Um, I am doing a relaunch on April 11th, which is my birthday. That is the day I um, incorporated my business. I'm going to be creating a YouTube very soon. And it's going to be called, my segment is going to be Under the Dryer where we are talking about so many things we're going to talk about hair we're going to talk about life we're going to talk about my experiences yes talk about some of the things that i love entertainment i love my girls in the entertainment industry (laughs) yes girls we love so we are doing that all the things that you gossip about in the hair salon we're going to be doing on the show so you know it's going to be Sign me up, sis. I want to be a guest. Yes. We're going to have guests. I cannot wait. All that is like I'm building up my basement right now to um, be my uh, content room. So it's going to be like a little mini salon in there. It's going to have my wigs, everything. So I'm excited about that. That is coming very soon. Under the Dry segment is starting in April. So I'm going to start the promo for that very soon. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. We have some things coming for Alicia's Hair Studio. Come on, Alicia Hair Studio. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for you. I'm so grateful that you chose for on the sake to share a part of your story. I'm honored by that. I'm wishing you the absolute best. I know that this is just the beginning for you, Christina, and I'm happy to witness your journey. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you taking your time and talking to me. I appreciate that. Anytime, anytime. Okay, y'all, you know where to find Christina. Hit her up. Show her some love on her Instagram, and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.